The mortgage industry never stays still. With interest rates moving, companies changing, and regulation increasing, there's always another story. This is The Principle, where we break it down daily and take a deeper dive into the issues. I'm Christine Stewart, Editorial Director for the Mortgage News Network. Let's pay it down. But first, a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by PennyMac TPO, the lending partner with the products, people, and technology to serve your customers and help you grow your business in the best ways possible. It's why they say, at PennyMac, greatness lives here. PennyMac TPO is a division of PennyMac Loan Services, LLC, equal housing lender. NMLS ID number 35953. Loans not available in New York. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Conditions and restrictions may apply. We keep hearing signs that the market will cool down, but it's not happening yet. So when will we get there? Welcome to The Principal. I'm Mike Savino, head of multimedia for the Mortgage News Network. And today I'm joined by Nadia Evangelou. She's director of forecasting for the National Association of Realtors. Nadia, thanks for joining me. Hi, Mike. Thank you for having me here today. We we keep seeing signs, uh, warning signs. We even had a Gallup poll in April that found that 69% of people said that now is actually a bad time to buy a house, which was the first time that the Gallup poll has had a majority of people saying this. What is what? Is, what do some of these warning signs mean for the next few weeks, uh, considering we continue to see housing prices and, and mortgage rates going up? Sure. Yeah. So, Mike, there are like two main like factors like that affect today's mortgage rates: uh, unyielding inflation and the Federal Reserve's tightening policy. There is actually a tug of war like between sellers and buyers, like in the bond market, like sellers, sellers are worried uh, about inflation while buyers are concerned about the economy. However, we see that currently buyers are winning since the 10-year the treasury yield, which is an indicator for the mortgage rates, is near like 2.8%, which is like lower than the 3% that we had like a couple of uh, weeks ago. As a result, mortgage rates took a breather like uh, in the last couple of weeks, like from the recent rally. Uh, according to Freddie Mac, um, the rate on a 30-year fixed mortgage uh, is about like 5.1%. However, uh, with the Federal Reserve like raising short-term um, uh, interest rates, uh, and I think they, they're going to raise like by half percentage point at its like June and July like meetings, mortgage rates will continue like their upward uh, track in the summer months. However, I don't expect to see the sa- same sharp like increases that we had, uh, for example, back, back in uh, March uh, and April. Like mortgage rates will continue to uh, to increase, but at a slower pace. That I expect the 30-year fixed mortgage rates to average about like 5.3-5.4% in June. Uh, in the meantime, we should have in mind that starting from June, the Federal Reserve uh, will also reduce the size of its balance sheet like by lower. Uh, lowering its uh, bond holdings, that the Fed's tightening policies of restoring like price stability uh, will continue to put like upward pressure on mortgage rates in the third quarter of the year. So I expect the 30-year fixed mortgage uh, rate to average about like 5.6%, 5.5, 5.6% in the third quarter like of 2022. So it sounds like you think uh, mortgage rates will tick up slightly, but that the increase will really pick up again, you know, in the third and fourth quarter of this year, uh, as we see more Fed hikes? Yes, we expect to have like the horizon for mortgage rates to rise even further. However, I don't expect to have 
uh, I expect for mortgage rates to rise, but at a slower pace. So not what we had like back in March and April. Like we had sharp increases that I don't expect to see them again because they have already priced in like high inflation, and the Fed's uh, the Fed already like rose uh, raised about like two uh, times already the uh, interest rates. So I know you said uh, you know you think five 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 six. Do you think we could get up to six before the end of the year, or how? How far do you think we might go? Yeah, I think by end of the year, we may have like 6%. So we may reach that. So and when we uh, look at the average, we have like the whole for the whole uh, period. So for that reason, sometimes we need to have in mind that even though we may reach like 6%, however, the average will be like lower for the year. Don't miss the nation's largest show for successful mortgage pros. Originator Connect returns to Planet Hollywood in Las Vegas, August 18th through the 21st. See us at OriginatorConnect.com. It's simply the greatest mortgage conference in the known universe. OriginatorConnect.com. The other thing that's affecting the market right now is, of course, prices continue to just go up. And every time we talk about prices being at all-time highs and how much higher can they go, they keep going up. What do you think is going to go on with prices over the summer, particularly since we have this Gallup poll, we have all kinds of data that people are pointing to as signs of a cool off, and yet it's not really showing itself in the prices yet? Sure. So in fact, the real estate market has already shown signs of cooling like as mortgage rates rise, like existing home sales. I will talk about the sales first. So existing home sales like dropped for the last three months, um, while like, contract signings like continue to drop like for the last six months. However, due to seasonality trends, um, the market will continue to outperform compared to pre-pandemic. Like keep in mind that June is the busiest month for the real estate market. Uh, does expect this to see sales activity to be impacted more after the summer months, like like starting uh, uh, from like September. For example, we expect home sales activity to fall about like five percent in the second quarter of 2022, and then activity will drop further about like 14% on average in the third quarter and the fourth quarter of 2022, like compared to a year ago, to approximately like 5.3 million units. So this is what we expect for uh, the Q, uh, for the third quarter and the fourth quarter. How, however, housing demand, we have to have this in mind, like housing demand remains strong and will remain strong, like even with higher like mortgage rates due to favorable demographics and uh, shifts in buyers' preferences from the pand- pandemic. Like keep in mind that about 10 million millennials will reach family life in the next five years. Additionally, the, the year of 2030, uh, 2030 will mark a demographic turning point like for the country as all baby boomers will be older than 65, like boosting even further the number of older uh, adults. Um, and these are the main, I think, demographic like trends that will keep like housing demand strong in the years ahead. Meanwhile, even though mortgage rates are significantly higher than the previous year, rates are still historically low. Uh, nevertheless, like uh, more homes, this is what we expect, more homes will enter the market later this year using the car and like housing shortage that we have in drive, like all these home prices, like um, uh, continue to um, push home prices uh, uh, up. Um, it seems that the worst of in the housing shortage has been ended. This is what we see from the data. Uh, and with even higher mortgage rates on the horizon and more homes in the market, housing demand is expected to slow down due to weak affordability. Um, uh, we uh, So, 
for home prices, so we expect first to have like the impact of the home sales starting later, like after the summer months. And we have to have in mind that the shocks, like whatever happens in the economy, affect first the home sales and then the home prices. So for that reason, we don't expect home prices to be affected during the summer. We still see about like our data shows that in April we had like about uh, 15% price increase from a year earlier. So we still expect to have like uh, home prices to rise but again, at a slower pace. And this is what we expect to, to continue to see uh, home prices to, uh, to rise, but at a slower pace, about like 8% for 2022. So that summer demand that we always see, you know, families out of school, it's a good time for them to move. That's enough to sort of keep prices up and more of a level off before we hit the fall. Is that what you're saying? It's uh, the tight inventory. It's still very tight. So we have more homes that are coming to the market. Uh, and with the other factor is that with the rise in mortgage rates, demand will slow down as many of the home buyers are already priced out. Like uh, since the beginning of the year, these rising mortgage rates have increased about like $600 like, the monthly payment. And we estimate about like 18 million like households that have already been priced out since the beginning of the year. So of course, many of them, they want to buy a home, but they, they're already priced out. So which means that they had the qualified income in the beginning of the year, but they don't have it anymore. So for that reason, with more homes to come to the market and this effect like uh, of the rising prices and the rising mortgage rates and the affordability, we expect housing demand to slow down. However, uh, demand will remain strong, but it's not go- it's not going to be as it was like last year. Last year was one of the best years in the, the real estate market, like since the 2006, like in the last 15 years. So we expect housing um, ho- uh, home sales activity to slow down in 2022, but compared to pre-pandemic, again to outperform. And and that was a so even going through the rest of the year. I mean, we're obviously coming from a high point. So coming down might feel rather shocking, particularly for the mortgage industry. And that's going to be coupled with, with fewer refis as, as rates go up. But you know, everybody's worried about, about a crash in the housing market. Sounds like you feel like this is going to be more of a gradual cooling off. If, if it, I'm not to put words in your mouth, but you know, you're going to have a gradual slowing of demand. Prices will eventually come down. Housing stock, there are some promising signs looking out towards the future. Sounds like you feel like this is going to be more of a gradual landing to where the market should be. Yes, we we want to see a healthier, like more predictable real estate market. Like 2020 to 2021 was unpredictable. We we had one of the best years, as I mentioned. So we want to see a more predictable real estate market and healthier market. So and this is what we are going to see. And uh, even though like home prices are expected to slow down, uh, like they're, they're going to increase. So we don't expect any price drop. So uh, and we have to have in mind that we, we have a housing shortage. So when we have housing shortage, prices don't fall. And again, if we go back in 1979 in the history, uh, when like both uh, mortgage rates and inflation were rising, Prices didn't drop back then, like between 1980, 1982, prices rose about like 5%, like on average. So we don't, and with the housing shortages that we currently have, we don't expect the prices to drop. Uh, however, yes, they're gonna, we're going to see a slowdown. Maybe we are not going to have the double digit appreciation that we had like in 2021, but still 
home prices will continue to rise, but at a slower pace. Well, and that's, I mean, it's always good to hear that, you know, we're, we're hearing from some, you know, early on when the rates were going up, everyone was like, oh, we're going to have a bubble pop. And now others are saying, no, it's going to be more of a gradual, which is always, you know, good because, you know, people are worried. Everyone was like, well, at some point prices are going to come down and you're worried about a crash. So, you know, not having a crash is, is certainly a Certainly optimal. <laughs> Certainly yeah, and lending standards are so tight now, so it's not the same as it was like back in 2008, 2007. So, no, uh, the environment, the housing environment is totally different than back then. And again, back then we had like, for example, oversupply. Now we have undersupply and mm-hmm. we expect like to go to a balance, like to have like a better, like um, more inventory because we want to see something like pre-pandemic, we had about like 2 million homes available for sale. Now we currently have about like 1 million homes. So we expect like next year to be at the t- 2 million homes. So, and again, we're going to need more because we underbuilt for uh, the last like decade. So we still have housing shortage. However, this is what we see from the data. The worst like has been ended and this is very good to see. And this is what we want to see, like inventory to rise. So there are like more options for everybody there. Sure, absolutely. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thank you, Mike. Thank you. This podcast was brought to you by PennyMac TPO. Visit tpo.pennymac.com to learn more about becoming a partner and starting your journey to greatness. Here's the rest of your headlines for today, May 2nd. As Nadia indicated, we're seeing housing inventory rebounding. Realtor.com's monthly report found new and active listings were both up in May when compared to 2021. It's the first time active listings have gone up year to date since January of 2019. But the extra inventory wasn't enough to slow down prices. Mortgage rates also slipped again this week. Freddie Mac says that the average rate for the 30-year fixed mortgage is just under 5.1%. And finally, United Wholesale Mortgage agreed to pay $2.75 million to settle claims that the company failed to compensate workers for overtime. UWM sent a memo notifying employees of the decision. The company also noted that the settlement is not an admission of guilt. This has been The Principal, a Mortgage News Network podcast. All episodes are produced by T.G. Cotemporor and Matthew Mullins. Mike Savino is head of multimedia and Christine Stewart is editorial director. The opening theme was Status by Jamie Bathgate and the music you hear now is Glossy by Skygaze. You can find episodes of The Principal at www.mortgagenewsnetwork.com or you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to rate and review so that others can find it. Thanks for listening. Thank you.